Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Sue Thomas will be back tomorrow. We miss her tremendously. I, you know, it's funny because I got on to, uh, I thought about Sue today, I got on to 270 in the middle of the day, which I rarely do. I take 44 in from the, uh, the Fenton area and 270 at like 11 30 12 o'clock today was just jam-packed so i completely understand why sue is going on in our first traffic report at 320 talking about the mess out there um we have a rear and round table set for friday jane will be here she started the show with me today talking about some crime issues so we're going to touch on that state rep steve butts will be here and state senator nick shore for our next guest this doesn't happen often but we have a theme song you can't touch this Look who's here in person, Josh Hammer. We created the Hammer Time intro for you, Josh, just because we thought it was so perfect. How are you? Mark, you know, we've done it virtually so many times. It's really a pleasure to be here in studio with you, 97.1. Well, it's awesome. And you reached out yesterday. Josh is the senior editor-at-large right now for Newsweek. He's the host of the Josh Hammer Show, which we're <clears throat> trying to get on 97.1 FM Talk, maybe, right? We did lobbying today for that. Uh, so I want to hear more about that. But we I don't even know how many years ago we, we may have hooked up, but I remember seeing something online, and maybe it was even on or linked to on hotair.com. I just had David on. And I thought, wow, Newsweek has sh- certainly change there's a conservative that's writing you know editorials and opinions so we had john i love you because you're a you're a deep thinker but you also have a great approach to some of these modern issues and then you you had messaged me yesterday saying you were in town so let's talk about that we're gonna hang out and have dinner tonight too but why were you here why are you here why am I here? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, Mark, I travel the country a lot to do a lot of campus speaking, a lot of Federal Society talks for the law schools, a lot of YAF, ISI talks for, for the college campuses. So this week's a particularly busy week for me. I'm here in town for two Federal Society talks. So for, for the audience, Federal Society is kind of the conservative, libertarian yeah. legal organization. Probably I, it's really the hub of the conservative legal movement in America. So I, I do a lot of talks through them. I was at Wash U St. Louis last night. I had a talk at SLU in downtown St. Louis earlier today talking about constitutional law, talking about our colorblind constitution, how systemic racism is no longer a thing. So you can imagine the questions there got a, got, got a little spicy in, in the well, q no, So let me stop you there. Just in, in all seriousness, what was the reception like? Did you get did you get, get a couple of questions that, I mean, I'm sure you can handle anything, but what was the tone like there from the students? Well, you know, I watched you la- last night. It's funny you should ask. So I, I, I was telling someone here in the studio before we came on air together. It's actually really funny. So my talk at Wash U was at 5.30 p.m. last night. Yeah. You know, it just so happened 
happened, what a coincidence, that the Mental Health Services Student Organization held a campus-wide cathartic group shout at precisely 5.30 p.m. I, I think that so was a strange. way. <laughs> yeah. So strange, right? It, 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 go figure. I, think that I, was, I, I didn't know such a thing existed, though. A group shout. I, it was news to me as well. I, I can only imagine, though, of course, it was a way of, of protesting my, my mere presence there. But no, last night events went off pretty much without a hitch. Earlier today, it was a nice event at, at, at SLU. I mean, you know, an engaged audience. They asked You're some, right across the street, right? Right across the right. street, literally a few blocks where you and I are sitting or are, are, are seated right now. And, you know, some of the questions were, were, were a little charged, but they were respectful. And that's that's all I ask, Mark. When I, when I do these talks, all I ask is that you listen. And if you have questions, you're more than free to disagree with me. Just just be respectful. That's what it's all about. Why, why not have, you know, challenging questions? I think that's awesome. Now, you're at the University of Michigan tomorrow night. Um, how do you anticipate that will go, especially in Michigan, considering the yeah. climate's a little different than Missouri up there, right? Yeah, so I'm, I'm flying out tomorrow morning, going straight to Michigan. I'm speaking for, for YAF, Young America's Foundation, tomorrow night in Ann Arbor on the Israel-Hamas conflict. Now, Michigan's a funny state because it has the largest Arab population of any state in the country. Right. Dearborn, Hamtramck, those suburbs of Detroit have you know huge Muslim population. We've seen massive pro-Palestinian protests in the streets of these towns there. Now, Michigan also has a large Jewish population, but you know, having said that, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not taking any chances with security. I've been in touch with them about both private security and top of campus security there, so we're not, we're not taking any chances. Is there, but that's been interesting because I was just scrolling through the Twitter feed of the local YAF chapter earlier today, and they they were tweeting about how they were posting flyers for my event all throughout the campus earlier today. Mark, not one of these flyers lasted for more than an hour. Within the hour, every single one was torn down. To which I say, let's get some cameras. Shouldn't we know who was actually doing this? I mean, you probably should be expelled from from a top tier university. That that is the antithesis of what should be happening at a top tier university. It's just outrageous, but it doesn't surprise me based on what we've seen. Now, let's kind of segue into some of this anti-Semitism. I've said this a couple of times. There's not a lot that shocks me anymore, really. But some of the things I've seen by professors, by other people who, who maybe should know better and they don't seem to be apologetic about it at all. Ripping down posters of kids who are hostages being held by terrorists, and that's not something that they want people to see. I don't know how to explain that. I really don't. You know, I'm pausing before answering because I don't either. And it's just really sad, Mark. I mean, it is it is profoundly sad. You know, I mean, I was born in 1989. I mean, you know, my parents, me, our generations, we came up in kind of the golden era for, for American Jews, kind of those decades after the Holocaust where the world still felt a little guilty over the six million deaths over in Europe there. And and for decades, anti-Semitism in America, sure, I mean, you know, the country clubs, the law firms, but it was really pretty under control. Right. I mean, when, when I was growing up, I, to this day, Mark, I have not honestly had a personal, viciously anti-Semitic incident in my life. We'll, we'll see if that changes tomorrow night at right, the University right. of Michigan. Uh, but up until now, I've, I've had a pretty good run of it. So, I, you know, we've seen what's happened over the past few years with the rise of the woke ideology. Every time you have this kind of DEI, critical race theory divide, this dichotomy between the oppressed and the oppressors, the Jews and the Christians these days tend to be, are they're the oppressors, which, you know, news to the Jews, we're the most discriminated people in the history of all peoples, but somehow we're now the yeah. oppre- oppressors. Interesting how that works. Right. So, uh, but but having said all that, yes, I mean, I, I follow this, I, I, like you, I eat, live, and breathe this stuff, so I see what's happening, I read about how, how the Jews are the oppressors, but... Some of what we've seen, I I was not prepared for it. I I genuinely was not prepared to see people just openly 
chanting on, on Ivy League schools to gas the Jews. We, we literally heard that at Princeton University, I think, yesterday. There was, there was... You, you see, just even using the paratrooper on the, yeah. uh, the posters w- is shocking. Now, I've spent a fair amount of time, Josh, this week breaking down and talking. I did it for a couple of different days early in the week, talking about Barry Weiss's speech um, at the uh, Barbara Cook uh, Federalist Association event. I'm guessing you've seen that and you've, you've read what she wrote. And the thing that I think jumps out to me about what Barry did at the Free Press and what she's been kind of about, and I think this fits with your theme, is this is not just about what's happening in the Middle East. This is about Western civilization. And we have seen, and you and I and other people, we've talked about the indoctrination that's happening not only in colleges and high schools and seeping into elementary schools. That's what makes this moment for me as a non-Jew, certainly concerned about the situation in the Middle East. But this is Bigger than that, I think, at this point, isn't it? Oh, it's much bigger than that. Yeah, Barry gave a great speech last Friday at the Federal Society Convention. I, I could not be there in person, but I, I watched the full video of it a couple of days ago. I, I actually messaged Barry. I said, you did a great job because she, she did a great job. And, you know, my it friend— It was incredible. Yeah, my friends who were there said that she got one of the longest standing ovations that anyone has ever and had. she's not even a lawyer. I mean, she's, she's not even yeah, a lawyer. Or an hey, attorney general or anything, right? Yeah, that's who usually gets invited to that event. Correct. They've had U.S. attorneys general, uh, U.S. Supreme Court justices. I mean, she's not a lawyer. She's really not even a conservative in the traditional sense of the term. She's kind of an anti-woke liberal, right? And she was, you know, she joked about that during her speech. But uh, look, it it starts with the Jews, but it never ends with the Jews. Never, ever, ever. I mean, the Jews have been the world's most convenient scapegoat going back to the history of scapegoats going back thousands and thousands of years ago. But Jew hatred, which is, it's the chameleon of all bigotries because it it is quintessentially irrational. You know, to the communists, the Jews were, you know, were rootless cosmopolitans and arch capitalists. And then to the the capitalists, they were communists. I mean, like, Jew hatred just takes on whatever shape anyone wants to give it and it it shifts and shapes and it's just it's quintessentially irrational but because it is so irrational it happens for reasons of deeper societal malaise and civilizational rot that is ultimately what you have jew hatred it's a symptom it's a symptom of much broader decay worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And 
you know, things are not going particularly well in America right now. We have we have a million problems. You know, people have suicides, drug overdoses. You know, there's a crisis of loneliness, deaths of despondency. Well, I, I talked to someone else today again about this education crisis and how kids are falling behind. I was talking to a, a fellow parent. I have kids in my in in their twenties, and then I have a young daughter as well. But my my one son who's in Houston, and I think both my kids. Um, and they'll be okay, but they, they were caught by the pandemic, you know, maybe at a bad time. It, it really put these kids behind. But even if you go to elementary school, and, and this is in even the good school districts, right? So what happens in urban areas where you have poverty? We're not talking about that. There's no presidential candidates. Now, I don't know if there's no ev- you know, easy federal fix for that, but it's still an important topic. The mental health crisis, all these things, right? You know, Mark, speaking of my travels, I was actually in uh, Connecticut and Rhode Island last week. I, I was at Yale Law School and then Roger Williams Law School in Rhode Island. So I was hanging out in downtown Providence, Rhode Island for a little bit, waiting for my flight. I was at a coffee shop. I, I went to a bathroom uh, in the coffee shop in Providence, Rhode Island, and for the first time in my entire life, I saw something on the wall, and I was just so struck by it that I took a photo of it and tweeted it out. It, it was an opioid rescue kit. Um, inside of a bathroom there in, in Providence, Rhode Island. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we're seeing popping up all throughout America. Now, look, this issue is actually very personal to me because my cousin, with whom I was very close, uh, overdosed and died from fentanyl about six years ago, actually. May his, may his memory be a blessing. So this, this issue has gotten very personal to me. I, I think last year, which is the most recent year for which we have statistics, it was roughly 106 to 108,000 Americans overdosed from drugs. That number is up from 5,000. It was roughly 5,000 to 5,200 back right. in the early 1990s and 1992. So it's increased. I mean, you know, you do, you do the math. I mean, that is astronomical, astronomical increase. It's, it's the equivalent of, of multiple airplanes essentially falling out of the sky on a given day of disproportionately 18 to 34 year old men. And when you have this kind of crisis, when you have people just searching for meaning, increasing secularization, lower church attendance, all of these factors combined. Yeah, of course, that eventually it's going to burst out in anti-Semitism and Jew hatred because that's the way that it's bursted out for thousands of years. And, you know, as we know from the book of Ecclesiastes, you know, there's nothing new under the sun for better or for worse. But, I, you know, I have genuine concerns and we can kind of, you know, slip into the presidential race. There's a lot of stuff that's on the line here in the next couple of years. And when I see the behavior of younger people in America and how they don't have an appreciation for the freedoms that we, you know, that many people fought for 80 years ago and that we enjoy— I don't know how you turn that around. I don't know how you get some of these kids in one of the best, um, I think, examples in the, uh, you know, the alternative media. I can't remember if it was campus reform or somebody goes out there on a college campus and, and starts to talk to them about Hamas and, and the Palestinians. And people are willing to sign on to something in support of the Palestinians. And then they say, you remember this at all? They said, well, we got to read you some of the things, you know, just to be official here. And they start telling them what Hamas is all about and right. what they do and how they hate LGBTQ people, et cetera. And then people take a Step. Oh, no, we can't support that. But there's so much groupthink on the part of, and maybe it's the indoctrination. How do you turn that around? We used to kind of joke, Josh, because, and you're younger than I am, that, you know, what's the saying about being um, liberal when you're young and then you get into your 30s? You know, you start to pay taxes and you start paying attention to these issues a little differently. I don't know that that dynamic exists anymore. Sadly. So, uh, yes and no. I mean, there was a shock poll, I think it was the New York Times poll recently, that actually did show that voters under the age of 35 were basically split on Biden versus Trump, if that ends up okay, being well, the rematch. Okay, well, that's somewhat encouraging. But, but, that, but that was somewhat of an aberration, to be clear. I mean, I mean, the long, you know, the trend over the past 20 years has been roughly what you said. I mean, we'll see if that holds. I mean, maybe the Democrats really are just that catastrophically terrible that that trend is going to actually go back. Look, I think what you're seeing with the with the Palestinian issue and, and Hamas, which you know, I I feel like I need to just reiterate this to, to listeners, not that listeners don't know this already. 
Hamas is a U.S.-EU recognized terrorist organization. I mean, they are fundamentally indistinguishable from al-Qaeda or ISIS. In their 1988, I think it is, founding charter, they literally call for the death of every Jew and ultimately every infidel, which means, you know, Christian or anyone who doesn't subscribe to their particular version of radical Sunni Islam, the death of everyone around the world. But I think what you're seeing with these, these outbursts, these outpourings of support in the streets there, the waving of the flag, all these ridiculous slogans, globalize the Intifada... It's just the current hot thing, and that's disgusting. But it's replaced Black Lives Matter. It replaced the Me yeah. Too. It replaced the Me Too movement. I mean, how it really did. It, it feels like the Me Too movement was a long time ago. But that yeah. was that was kind of the first big thing in the Trump era. Then it became Black Lives Matter, and, and now here we are. So it's just one thing after the other. Hang on, I want to take you for just a little bit more here. I have an audio cut of the day coming up, but I want to talk specifically about where the Republicans are in the presidential race. Josh Hammer from Newsweek in town. We got much more coming up, plus an audio cut of the day. Hang in there. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 